Goes for goal! And finishes off the PSG victory! He's launched, Nuno Mendes rapide, Nuno Mendes passes devant Trondano! The tir! Oh, he's beau, celui-là! The but de Nuno Mendes! You know the football, it is what it is. The premier but de Ronald Colombani! With the Paris Saint-Germain! Oh, quel joie! Hello and welcome to PSG Review, also known as the show enjoying life. Much like the squad seems to enjoy their football right now on the pitch and it cannot really be overemphasized just to what extent it is actually fun to watch PSG matches these days. Also known as the show delivering the goods, much like Warren Zaire Emery who is on a wonderful run, it's like he cannot stop scoring or providing assists. He's got combined six of them in the last five matches and two of those have been Champions League matches and mind you he's a midfielder and not primarily an attacking one. Really good to have you listening, thanks for tuning in. My name is Mikko and what a week it has been. Now, earlier this week on Monday the club had organized a virtual event with a promise that there will be some players present and that the participants could ask questions from them. This was for the members of the various official fan clubs from around the world and being one such member myself I went there, I, I logged in but you know when they said that uh, there'll be players there present, I wasn't sure what it means essentially. It could be just a few peripheral squad members which in and of itself would have been quite interesting also but the club really overdid themselves as we got to talk to Bradley Barcola, Keilo Navas, Danilo, Lee Kang in, Manuel Ugarte, Carlos Sole, Gonzalo Ramos and Kylian Bappe. This was moments before Ballon d'Or Gala on that same evening. Uh, more of that a little later in the show, but really great event. And I got to ask a question from Gonzalo Ramos myself, who I thought was really great person to be able to ask a question from, actually. Uh, I asked him about the squad and the project. As, as new as it is with the new coach, new identity, new style of playing and many, many new players, very much including himself, of course, that how far does he think we are from the full potential of this team? I mean, it takes time for things to really click. We've been talking about it in this show many, many times. And the reason why he was such a good person to ask this from, because as a target player, he and his performance is quite reliant on that general understanding between the players and within the team. And he gave a really good answer. I think uh, uh, Ramos said that uh, we aren't there yet and uh, that it takes time for everybody to really find and know each other but they're not quite there yet. He said that perhaps in a couple of months we will be closer to the squad's full potential. Uh, I kind of like that, uh, to hear it from him, because it's true. I mean, it sounds true, it seems true, so that's a fairly realistic estimate. Uh, he seemed like a nice guy with a good analysis, at least on this occasion, even if it was just a very short thing, of course, but he seemed to get it what I was asking and engaging with it. It it wasn't just sort of a ready-made media answer from some sort of list of generic answers that we tend to get from many of the players. Other players were also happy to see the fans from around the world, even if only virtually, and there were people really from all over the world. It was great initiative by the club. You have to give them some props for that. You can find this show PSG Review also from the various social media platforms on Twitter. You can talk to me at PSG Review Pod and both Instagram and TikTok. It is simply at PSG Review. And you can also email me directly psgreview.podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review the show if you please and subscribe, share, tell a friend. But once again, more than anything else, thank you for listening. I already noted that we will talk a little bit about Ballon d'Or. That's later in the show, but we start from League On Match Day 11. 
After a good win against Preston during a week off from the Champions League on Friday night, which is yesterday as I'm recording this on Saturday, PSG welcomed Montpellier under the blinding lights of Parc de Prince. Some rotation ahead of the Champions League week, although uh, not too much. Uh, Lucas Hernandez got a little bit of rest as Norde Mukiele was on the starting backline with Skriniar. Marquinhos and Hakimi and behind them, no points for guessing, it was Ciccio Donnarumma. PSG midfield with Warren say Emery, the young man with the world on his feet and name on everybody's lips at the moment. And with him, we had Manuel Ugarte as well as Lee Kang in. Frontline, once again, all French, Usman Dembele, Randal Colomuani and Kelian Pappe. So no Vitini at this time, Gonzalo Ramos also on the bench as was Bradley Barcola, Fabian Ruiz who has played very well recently and of course few others like said Hernandez and then Cursava, Shendur, Carlos Soler and Arnaud Tenos. Uh, PSG started with the positive football as we have gotten used to this season with a healthy amount of possession but Montpellier too had their moments really Great block by Nordi Mukiele early on. It was kind of a statement of him being back. But on the whole, most of the ball was with our red and blue team and the ball was moving swiftly and mostly very precisely from feet to feet between our players. The first and the only goal of the first half came from Hakimi's cross, which Mbappe dummied and the ball went to Lee Kang in and he scored nearly identical goal with his last one against AC Milan that was that time the Emery cross and Ramos dummy he jumped over the ball much like Pape this time a beautiful move and a beautiful call both of them were beautiful to be honest with you but now I'm of course referring to the one against Montpellier uh, Lee Kangin was very good all in all connecting well with Pape and others There were other chances too. Dembele was really active on the ball, but his struggle finding the net continued on the first half as his shots ended up little tame in the end and he was in the mix nevertheless. Perhaps Colomani wasn't finding his place as well with the low block of Montpellier defense. Another challenge on this first half was that There was a lot of space on Hakimi's side in defense as he was busy attacking so much. So when Montpellier got the counterattacks and they weren't that many but you know they were a handful when they got into counterattacks they could just sort of kick the ball into that side and the Nigerian striker Akor Adams went chasing behind it but nothing too dangerous from those during this match actually. The second half was even more dominant. Montpellier didn't quite manage to keep up as PSG was pushing on all fronts and the result was two beautiful goals. First, a really great link-up play by Usman Dembele and Warren Serre Emery. Dembele in the end backheeled the ball to Serre Emery who scored an emphatic goal. Say Emery now has four assists in his last five matches and three of those in Champions League as well as two goals. So total six goals or assists in five matches. Now, I don't know what you did when you were 17, but I can admit that I didn't do that. And uh, the third goal of the match was yet another cutback, this time by Hakimi to Vitinha, who had just entered the pitch moments before, and he made it 3-0. That was the end result also. But there were other great chances beyond this. Mbappe almost assisted a great team move, which Gonzalo Ramos headed in, but there had been an offside before it, so it didn't stand. But nevertheless, it was a great team goal, and all of them, actually, even the ones that counted, were all great team goals. And all of them also scored by midfielders, which is quite curious with the attack that we have. It is noteworthy, but it's fair to say that our team hasn't been this balanced in a very long time. Luis Enrique. He has done a great 
work so far. It's early days, of course, that's for sure. But he has given this team an identity that is working. The team spirit it seems to be very high and, and also what seems to be that the many players are able to give their best selves to this project. It has sometimes been like, for instance, last couple of seasons, we have seen Hakimi at PSG, but at the same time, we kind of know that surely he can do more than what he has been doing that. And now as it happens, uh, Enrique has been able to find that kind of system where most players are really pretty much all the players are able to give their best to this project. In the name of balance, it could be said that one year ago, Christophe Galtier was also having a great start to the season. The entire autumn went undefeated and it was only then after the World Cup that things turned sour for him. And it could be argued that the mid-season World Cup was the deciding factor because everyone were performing at their best working towards it. You know, Neymar, Messi, Mbappe and everyone else. But with the World Cup or rather directly after it came, fatigue, injuries and seemingly lack of motivation, which all combined gave us pretty dreadful spring term. And how things will go with Enrique? Well, no one knows for sure because we can't predict the future, but this season is more traditional with no distractions in the middle and the trend with Enrique is positive. Things are getting better bit by bit and it is so much less reliant on these moments of magic as they've come to be known. The system is sharper and it's constantly taking steps forward. That was never really the case with Caltier's PSG. In the summer when Luis Enrique came, he promised positive and possession-based football and he also added that he has ideas to break the low blocks that we know Ligon has quite a few of them. Well, with these midfielders scoring and players from the wings providing gut packs to the edge of the box, I, I guess that's how you break the low blocks. And against Montpellier, it was lethal strategy whether it came from him directly or whether it was just something that happened, but the conditions have been created where this is possible. Even the rotation is working pretty well. I would say that we have great motivated players to bring from the bench. No substitution made me feel like the level would have dropped. And I guess the only thing to note is that there was never a need for Kylian Mbappe to play 90 minutes just before the Champions League trip to Italy. I, I know he wants to play, uh, but it would be good if he too would be part of this rotation for the sake of his own self, because he's basically playing all the minutes for us. He's playing almost every minute for France. Next summer, he will be playing the Euros and the Olympics, so some rest at some point might be needed before the body forces there to be a pause. I mean, no one here is a superhuman, even if they would so appear. And of course, we don't even know if his potential fatigue after the Olympics is even a problem because there's no extension and his contract ends. But I will say this, if he wants to make a mark in club football, like really a special thing, then that's winning Champions League for his hometown club. He can go elsewhere and win it, but it can never be as special as it will be in Paris where he's from and where it hasn't yet been won by anyone. I mean, if he goes to Madrid, for example, it's an expectation and he will be then one player in a long, long list of players who have made it happen. But if he does it in Paris, it will be historic. It will be very special and he will go down in the books as a legend of his own hometown. That's not nothing. But we're not getting too much into this speculation right now because he will do as he pleases, as I have said so many times before. And of course, PSG right now is a little less dependent on him anyway than we have been in a very, very long time. And that's not to say that I would be indifferent to whether we have the best player in the world in our team or not in the future. But for next season, Savi Simons can be summoned back to Paris and we have other players able to score also. But the main thing, financially speaking, is that according to several reports, he would have agreed to 
give up on one of his astronomical loyalty bonuses. So him leaving even for free is not going to set us back financially as hard as it could have. But this is all for us to see what will happen. I, I mentioned the meet and greet uh, event hosted by PSG on Monday this week, moments before Ballon d'Or. And Mbappe was very positive sounding there when he was talking. I mean, he's such well-media trained and able to talk like a politician, so it's difficult to say what it really is on his mind about any given matter. But at the same time, I haven't heard him talking this positively in a long time about PSG and being in a PSG and, and sort of us as a as a collective and, and him being part of it and us as a fan. And, and those who talk about his departure, I think that they tend to overlook what I just said about the fact that if he wants to leave his ultimate mark in football, which he might do anyways, but but the way to really do it is to bring the trophy with the big ears to Paris. And and I'm not saying this because I'm obsessed with it myself. It's It's not an easy feat by any metric to win it, but I'm thinking that for him, this could be a huge consideration. But I have digressed now. A solid match against Montpellier from the whole team, but it's noteworthy that Nordi Mukiele was very good also after his long injury and he was playing on the left side as well of the defense, which isn't his primary position. He's usually more on the right side or as a center back. But with this performance, I think he really gives more depth to our defensive play and and the rotation within it. So it was good performance, not just in terms of this match, which it very much was, but also a very positive message to Enrique all in all. Our captain Marquinhos marked his 300 win with PSG, which is more than any other player who has ever won with us in these colors. He's riding the wave right now in a beautiful manner. He's so clinical and seems to be enjoying playing football after a difficult last season. But perhaps him having to prove that he is not just a worthy captain, but even a worthy starter has been a kind of good competition that the coaches usually talk about. Milan Skriniar was asked about Warren Sir Emery and Lee Kang in after the match by Le Parisien newspaper and, and this is what he said. Warren is a fantastic player, uh, Kang in as well, of course. Uh, I was really impressive from my, when, I, when I came uh, to, to PSG because yeah, I, I listened about Warren but I, I didn't know it that it's, uh, it's uh, strong like this, it's, it's really great player, really young and also Kangin have a lot of quality. I saw also some games in Mallorca so yeah, I know that it's a really, really important player. Today we are happy and from tomorrow we start to work uh, for, the, for the next challenge uh, which is uh, Champions League games against Milan. It's a really important game for us so we have to go there and uh, win there. Uh, this, is, this is our, our objective and uh, we are working for that. Up next, indeed, is a trip to Italy, to Milan, which is going to be a tough match. And especially Donnarumma will be under tremendous pressure from the home crowd, who are still seemingly very bitter that he ever left them. I mean, ironically, AC Milan keeper Mike Magnan is one of our own youth system players. But of course, his departure from PSG was less of a new story at the time. But for Donnarumma and PSG playing from the back, as we tend to, at San Siro, the home team is likely to put all the pressure on him with the choir of booing providing the soundtrack when Donnarumma needs to be very careful and very focused, just like, of course, our entire defensive line. That aside, the team is full of confidence and I think that a win would get us very close to being at least in the top two of the group. I mean, it won't be easy, but what else could we go there to try and do? I wanted to share a few thoughts about Ballon d'Or, the most celebrated and prestigious award in football given to an individual player by France Football Magazine in Paris. Essentially, the winner is voted for based on three criteria. 
individual performance in previous season. The second one is team success during the previous season. And then there's player behavior and fair play during season in consideration. It used to also be considering the overall impact on, on the sport, but that's no longer emphasized as much. And I guess no one was massively surprised that Lionel Messi got it for the eighth time on his career. I mean, if he had received it based mainly on Copa America victory the other year, then I guess the World Cup should definitely also do. And for me, this is a pretty ridiculous competition. I don't really care for it very much. I'm, I'm going to be honest here because football is a team sport. And how do you even compare players on different positions? The awards are mainly given to forwards with some exceptions, of course, but realistically, how do you compare a striker and a goalkeeper, for instance? Who is better? Who is more important for the team? Those are two very different things. And like I said, football is a team sport. You play as a team, you win as a team, and you share the whole season with its ups and downs as a team. But somehow there's this obsession of giving these awards. And I guess big part of it is people like these stories and the media especially loves them. I mean, this is particularly media-driven initiative since it's very conception. I mean, that's the whole setup of it. In recent years, of course, Ballon d'Or has become something of a Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo face-off. But now in the end, Messi has made the difference in this regard as World Cup win guaranteed the trophy once again, like said, for the eighth time in his career, which is a statistic that probably won't be very easily matched by anyone anytime soon. Now, did he deserve it? Well, I get that the World Cup, of course, is a big thing, but having watched his attitude on the pitch in our colors, no, I don't really think that he deserved it from that angle, certainly, because that is by far the biggest part of the season, club football. Essentially, it was just the World Cup thing this time. And even in the World Cup final, Mbappe scored a hat-trick. He was top scorer with eight goals of the whole tournament. And last time someone scored more in a tournament, World Cup tournament, was in 1970. Although, of course, 20 years ago, Ronaldo, the, the real Ronaldo scored as many. But nevertheless, eight goals is a very impressive result for the World Cup final. And there were many key goals included, like said, the World Cup final hat-trick, which is something that doesn't happen too often. And if France would have won it, I mean, it would have probably been, that would have been enough for, for it to go to him, but that didn't happen. It was a very fine margins. And of course, Ailing Holland also has a great shout to win the whole thing with what he's done, but it feels like we are living nostalgia in real time with Messi and so be it. Like I said, I'm not too keen on this trophy or what it's come to represent and mean, but it is a perfect storm for media with its speculation and individual glory, even if that individual glory is within a team sport. But as it happened, the trophy was lifted by a player who won it based on his achievement as a PSG player. I mean, like I said, it was more about this national team glory, obviously, that gave it to him. But nevertheless, for the time considered, he was under a contract with Paris Saint-Germain. And I must say that this makes me feel nothing, really. I mean, I'm very indifferent about it. I, I was really thinking about it. Okay, how does this make me feel? It makes me feel like nothing. I really don't seem to care very much about this happening. And while I have said that I don't care about the award itself, I mean, I don't think that I would have been indifferent if Mbappe won it. And, and that's not even to say that he deserved it this year. Perhaps he did, perhaps he didn't. I don't know. But for Messi, well, let me read the criteria again and you can think how he fits the bell. Individual performance in previous season. 
Well, he did well in the World Cup. He, they won that and he was awarded as the best player of the tournament there, although I'm not sure that it was entirely deserved. Like said, Kylian Mbappe had a great tournament and there were other players also who had a great tournament. Of course, Messi also had it. I'm not sure if he was the player of the tournament for me personally. Now, team success during the previous season. World Cup, yes, we've been going through this now many times. That's the big one. It's a huge one. Uh, but on top of that, there was Ligue 1. No particular UCL run and no Coupe de France, which he never won anyways. And then player behavior and fair play during the season in consideration. The third criterion, Messi's attitude in Paris was very lackluster and he turned people who were ecstatic about his arrival celebrating his departure and in the World Cup he and his Argentinian teammates didn't exactly behave well or in a sportsman-like manner. I mean, it's a heat of the moment, sometimes things can happen, but it was a kind of consistent thing within the tournament that whenever there was a problem, Argentina usually was one half of it. So there. It seems pretty inescapable that this was all about those seven matches in Qatar, one of which they lost to Saudi Arabia. And winning a World Cup, of course, is a major achievement for any footballer, perhaps the biggest there is. And you can't take that away from anybody. And we shouldn't diminish the importance of this tournament because it is a huge one. But as far as giving an individual trophy for a whole year, purely based on this thing, because we know better than anybody. PSG fans, we know better than anybody else that this trophy has nothing to do with our club or club football in general during this time. I don't really think that it has much to do with Inter Miami either. It seems clear to me that this was possibly the last time ever, at, at least with him, that we were, like said, living this real-time nostalgia. His undeniable all-around contribution to the world of football was rewarded once more. And to borrow Neymar's idea, perhaps this was the last time he had to come and experience any sort of incredibly privileged hell in Paris. That is all for this episode. Thanks again for your time, for having spent it with me. And thank you if you have rated or even uh, written a review of the show on your podcast platform of choice. It's all much appreciated. PSG women's team has been on an international break, so not too much about them. They will be going back to club football later today, actually, as I'm recording this on Saturday against Gingon, with a heavily rotated squad as well. That match is likely played by the time you hear this, but not as I recorded, so I don't have anything about that for now. Find me online at PSG Review Pod on Twitter and simply at PSG Review on Instagram and TikTok. Until next time, take care. Peace.